There's a spring in the mountain and it flows down to the town. From NPR Music and West Virginia Public Broadcasting, with support provided by Bailey and Glasser and by Wild Wonderful West Virginia, welcome to another mountain stage with your host, Larry Gross. There's a song in my heart, just a simple little tune. But the rhythm and the melody won't leave me alone. Around the world it's just a simple song. This world is turning around a simple song. Thank you so much, and welcome once again to Mountain Stage Live Performance Radio from the Mountain State of West Virginia. We are in Morgantown, West Virginia, on the campus of West Virginia University at the Creative Arts Center to start our 35th year, and we got a show that I think is a great blast-off for our 35th season. But before I tell you who's on the show, i got to do what I've done at the beginning of every year for all of these years, which is to read a quote by Oscar Wilde, who said, it is better to have a permanent income than to be fascinating. <laughs> that gets more and more important every year. <laughs> On this show, we got John Oates, a man who is one half of the most successful duo ever in rock and pop music, also a member of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He's going to be out during the next hour. So is Tominsky. Dan Tominsky's new group. They got a new album called Southern Gothic. Dan, it's really, really a strong, strong album, and I know you're going to love it if you haven't heard it yet. Uh, Ms. Lily Hyatt is also here, great songwriter and singer, living down in Nashville. And our, our good buddy, if you've never heard him before, you're going to get a laugh, you're going to get a chuckle. West Virginia storyteller Mr. Bill Lepp is here with us. But to start us out on the right foot, uh, a man who started coming to see us way back in 1997 when he was a member of a group down in Austin, Texas called the Bad Livers, and they were really a fun group, interesting group. Uh, he is one of the best banjo players in the world. I'm not joking about that. I'm not exaggerating at all. And he's played banjo in many, many different styles, different kinds of ways, and he's done all kinds of music. But he started out in bluegrass music, and his latest CD called Stove Up, is bluegrass style. First time he ever done a whole album uh, of acoustic bluegrass music, and it's kind of a tribute to a man from West Virginia who was one of his heroes. It's a loving tribute to Mr. Don Stover, if you know, the great banjo player from West Virginia. And I don't, he's, I don't know what he's going to do. He's got his banjo. He's here by himself, so he can't do all the things that uh, he did on that record. With, uh, he had a lot of other great players with him, but we don't care. He's good enough just like he is right over there. Please say hello to Mr. Danny Barnes. Thank you. 
Well, I'm going to fit good in the casket, double over at my knee, cry all the way to the poorhouse, have mercy on me if you please, it's a long way, a long way down, when you're falling hard, when you come around, I was out of town, I've been working in the chicken yard. Is falling down, my fence is caving in. My car will run, but it roll downhill. I tell you, it's a natural sin. Long way, it's a long way down when you're falling hard. When you come around, I was out of town. I've been working in the chicken yard. Let the banjo play. The private pass, and them girls was pretty in the middle of the street. Had a cop knocking on my glass. A long way, it's a long way down when you're falling hard. When you come around, I've been out of town. I was working in the chicken yard. Well, my fence is falling down, my roof is caving in. My car don't run, but it roll downhill. I tell you, it's a natural sin. It's a long way, it's a long way down when you're falling hard. Come around, I've been out of town, I've been working in the chicken yard. I'm gonna get a line of work and find out how it goes. Sweatin's for the birds and the bees, I seen it in the picture show. A long way, it's a long way down when you're falling hard. When you come around, I've been out of town, I've been working in the chicken yard. Let the banjo play. I got started playing the banjo in like the late 60s and stuff. I got interested in it, uh, watching TV and stuff like that. I grew up in central Texas, you know, and there weren't a lot of banjo players around there, probably like there was here, but there weren't too many guys that played. So they advertised this uh, Roy Clark banjo on TV. I don't know if y'all had that out here, but I think it was 99 bucks, you know. You get, get a Roy Clark banjo and had his name written rope on the back, you know. And you got like, you got three picks, you got a strap, an extra set of strings, and three banjo books. So it showed up at my house, had everything in there, but it didn't have the books. So, so I was trying to figure out what to do then. So I just worked on my own, trying to develop how to play. It was kind of tricky. But uh, about three years later, I was watching Hee Haw, and 
There was my postman on TV playing the banjo. So anyway, this is a little ballad, a little love song here called The Big Girl Blues. Well, my baby got the big girl blues Try not to hold on to Another man that'll bring her down With the sound of another round From the barrel of a drunken gun Thinking he's the only one That'll love her when the lights get low He's thinking but he don't know Big girl don't cry So try your crying out Every man out there you better just beware My baby's got the big girl blues You'll find her with her head hung down Try not to make a sound That'll give her where her state of mind It makes her kind of hard to find But if you see her, tell her hey from me There was a time when I wished to be Standing with her in the morning light And laughing, joking, everything's alright Big girl, don't cry. So dry your crying eye. Every man out there, you better just beware. My baby's got the big girl I settled down as a man and wife So I let her slip away from me Like Noah's dove on the endless sea But I missed her at the strangest time I didn't think she was on my mind Here she come in the light of a smile Well, she was there shining all the while Big girl, don't cry So dry your crying eye Every man out there You better just beware my baby's got the big girl blues Thank you. 
So, yes, I'd love to tell you about my hat here. I don't know if you noticed this, but... So, when you play music and things like that, you're supposed to have, like, your name on stuff. And so, one day I thought, well, if my name is Barnes, I could just have two Barnes on stuff. And then, then I don't seem like some kind of overbearing person or something. I just have Barnes. So, this is my logo. Two barns. Get it? Two barns? <laughs> One of my friends just says, I don't get it. I'm like, my name, Barnes? I don't get it. Why isn't your name on there? It is on there. It's just metaphysically on there. In the abstract, as it were. Right up. I'm going to. This tune here is called Maintain, is the name of this. This is a, off a record I had called Junior Sampled. So I went through and sampled all these old country guys and made a new record out of it. You're like the, you're like the only state that's got that joke. So my hat's off to you. I'm, I've shortened my show by a couple of minutes because I don't have to explain what the heck this is. That's handy. that round guitar thing that he plays in.
I've been sleeping on the floor with a box for a lid. Keeping them locks ready to keep it all here. Well, I did a little time work, and I did it's a main thing. Came from the bass to the main thing in the hay, yeah. Working in the bar with them folks all getting high, drinking them drinks with a credit card slide. I'm in 319 over on the bandside, gotta find a day's in and a rental car ride. Sing, hey, yeah. Hey, yeah. Well, I gotta maintain. So this last tune I'm going to play is a song called Charlie, and uh, this is off my record, Stove Up, uh, and this, is, again, was my homage to the great Don Stover. Um, what I got interested in about Don was um, he fronted a band as a banjo player and songwriter, and at the time I started listening to different banjo players in the early 70s, most of the guys were in bands and stuff, and he was actually fronted the band. He was a great songwriter and singer. And I never got to meet Don, but I had some good friends that knew him well. One of my good friends is David Grisman, the mandolinist, and he actually played on the, that record, Things in Life, the Don Stover record. And so I had some mutual friends, but I never got to meet him. But I want to say thank you to the state of West Virginia, because if it wasn't for Don Stover, I wouldn't be sitting here picking the banjo now. <laughs> great, great banjo player there. And he took out the door Well, he went down the street to his favorite liquor store He put a nine on the curb and said, open that drawer Well, the clerk done hit the silent lawn The cop came and took him in by the arm He wound up sitting in a federal camp Out of ten years to do it all again Charlie was a no-good man He woke up doing the worst that he can Charlie was a no-good man With the Jesus freak Sunday morning, he flew out the door. When he got him with him, junkies and uptown whole people don't mind if you bother no one. But if you're breaking in home, where you're gonna get the gun? Gather round, boys, and tell you a tale about a no good man who spent his life in jail. Charlie was a no good man. He woke up doing the worst that he can. Charlie let the banjo play. Thank you. 
He had plenty of chances to get it right. Stop stealing cars in the middle of the night instead of spending time taking what you need. Shooting that dope and smoking that speed. Well, he went downtown for a little for the rock. And now he's sitting in a jail cell watching the clock. Well, he went downtown for a little for the rock. He's sitting in a jail watching the clock. Charlie was a no good man. He woke up doing the worst that he can. Charlie was a no good man. Only Danny Barnes right there. And that new CD, the loving tribute to Don Sober, is called Stove Up. Yeah, he does that song on that new record. He also does a couple of uh, Don Stover songs, and I think one or two more of his own, and then some classics that you'll recognize. He's got a big, strong lineup of other musicians to play along with him, but it's such, such a treat to always to have Danny Barnes on the show. Great to start the year with him. It's time for Mountain Stage Band now to do a tune with Julie Adams. Mountain Stage Band, let me introduce them. They play with us all the time. Back there, where is he? He's up here, right here, with the harmonica. Ron Soule is a leader of the band. Bob Thompson is over on the piano. Ahmed Solomon is our drummer. Steve Hill plays the bass. Ryan Kennedy is one of our lead guitar players, and Michael Lipton is the other lead guitar player. And they got a, a very cool song that Julie has chosen to, to do called uh, He Caught the Katie. She learned it from Taj Mahal. Please welcome Julie Adams. Hard-headed man, man 
Mountain Stage Band, little Taj Mahal right there. You're listening to Mountain Stage Live Performance Radio from the Mountain State of West Virginia. Major funding for Mountain Stage is provided by Bailey and Glasser, LLP, a nationwide law firm born in West Virginia with offices in Charleston, Philadelphia, St. Louis, Morgantown, D.C., Boston, Alabama, and Delaware. Details at baileyglasser.com. And by wild, wonderful West Virginia. Whether you're looking for extreme outdoor adventure, family fun, or an intimate getaway for two, there's something for everyone in the Mountain State. Travel planning and trip ideas are available. Visit go2wv.com. Additional support is provided by the Charleston, West Virginia Convention and Visitors Bureau, showing the world why Charleston is hip, historic, and almost heaven. Your adventure starts online at charlestonwv.com. This is Mountain Stage on NPR.
We hope you will take a look at our website. It's mountainstage.org. You can find links there to our podcast. You can also follow us on just about every form of social media. Someday, we hope you will follow us to a live show, whether we are here in Morgantown or at our home down in Charleston or on the road somewhere. You can find out where we're going to be, and you can get your tickets right there at mountainstage.org. Our next guest has made a great effort to get here. She had some plane trouble today, but by golly, she made it to the show, and we're grateful because she's got a great new record out there called Trinity Lane, which was produced by Michael Trent of Shovels and Rope, and he plays on it too. She did it down in South Carolina. This was a, a big record for her. It's her second. It's her sophomore recording. She's a great singer and songwriter, and she had to face down some demons before she... Uh, did this record, and, it, and I think uh, it, it came out with some, some really, really strong songs. She's going to do a couple by herself, and then she's going to ask the band to join her. Please welcome back to the mountain stage, Lily Hyatt. Well, thank you, guys. I'm so happy to be here. And, um, yeah, I'm just going to start playing.
Thank you, guys. Um, I'm so excited to be here. I literally just got off the plane, and I'll dedicate this next song to the sassy Delta flight attendant. <laughs> it made me cry today. It's called There's So Much You Don't Know About Me. She's riding high in that dry city Sold it to a dark-eyed man Left with eight hundred dollars in my hand There are places you have known I did I have been Like that time 
Thank you, guys. Now the band's going to come up here. They learned some of my songs. I'm excited to play with them. And by the way, everyone at Mountain Stage has been so kind. So thanks, guys, for being really sweet, laid-back bunch. Looking forward to someone getting drunk And the hell that goes So I ain't gonna touch it
You guys sound great. <laughs> All right. Guys, we got one more. How about hand for this band? They did all they learned all these songs without me. <laughs> without any of my help. Again, my name's Lily Hyatt, and uh, this is a fun way to start off the year. Play a song called Records.
Thank you, guys. Thank you, Pam. You're awesome. Thank you, Sammy. Thank you, guys, so much. Lily Hyatt. And that latest record. You heard the title song, Trinity Lane, is the latest CD produced by Michael Trent of Shovels and Rope and recorded down in South Carolina with her band. She was just out with Blitz and Trapper, and she's uh, going to be out in the f- next few weeks with uh, Drive-By Truckers. So if you get a chance to see her, go and take advantage of that. Great to have her back on the mountain stage. If you have questions or suggestions for us, we'd love to hear from you. Our email address is larry at mountainstage.org. You can also, of course, connect with us on Facebook, and you can check out all of our social media, Tumblr, Instagram, and Twitter accounts. All of these are at the website, mountainstage.org. Our next guest has been with us a couple of times over the last few months, and we hope he's going to continue to come back and and uh, share his point of view with us and you. He's a West Virginia storyteller. He started out here, but now he goes around the world, around the country, particularly America, and tells his stories. He was the West Virginia champion state liar many times over. Uh, Now he just judges that contest. They don't let him enter anymore. Uh, But now, you know, the the way things are in, in the world, they've raised the bar on lying, so... It's difficult to compete the way it used to be. You can uh, hear him on his latest recording, which is called Raised on Hose Water. Please welcome back to the mountain stage, Mr. Bill Lepp. Thank you very much. Uh, The difference is that I know that what I'm saying isn't true. (laughs) Now, uh, my buddy Skeeter and I, we grew up in a little town called Half Dollar, West Virginia, and uh, we loved the Half Dollar Baptist Church. Now, when I say we love the Half Dollar Baptist Church, I mean Baptist with a little b, because we were Methodists. What we loved was the building that was the Baptist church because the attic was infested with bats. And on a summer evening, a spring evening, a fall evening, you could go and sit behind the church and just watch thousands and thousands of bats flying out from the eaves. It was a beautiful thing to see. So we were very excited when it was announced that because they were doing renovations at the Methodist church that we would be having a joint vacation Bible school at the Baptist church. And we were excited for several reasons. One, we had lots of Baptist friends. But it was difficult to tell the Baptist children from the Methodist children on the playground because we all knew the same bad words. (laughs) So we were excited to have the opportunity to see the Baptist children being Baptist in their natural Baptist habitat. On top of that, we understood that inside the Baptist church, there was a baptismal, like a bathtub, where people did baptisms. Now, I'm a Methodist, so we sprinkle. You just get a little bit of water on your head. But we understood that the the Baptists did the full-bore Duncan. And I asked my dad about that, and he said the reason that Methodists only get a little sprinkle on the head is because Methodists just have dirty minds. (laughs) But the, the Baptists are dirty all over. 
And then when you're a Methodist, you just get baptized once as an infant. It's a once-and-done thing. But we understood that there were Baptists who got baptized like once a week. So we were hoping to have the opportunity to see that. So when we got to the vacation Bible school on the first day, the ladies that were running it put the boys on one side of the sanctuary and the girls on the other. We sang some hymns. There was a brief sort of sermonette. And then it came time to give the offering. And instead of passing the plates in the traditional way, what happened was the boys stood up against this wall, the girls stood up against this wall, and then we progressed forward. And someone had built in front of the altar an offering-giving device the likes of which I had never seen before and have never seen since. It was a two-by-four that stood maybe three feet tall, and it had another two-by-four bolted loosely perpendicularly across the top of it. And hanging from one side on binder's twine was a coffee can painted pink. And hanging from the other side by binder's twine was a coffee can painted blue. And the boys put their money in this can And the girls put their money in this can, and whichever side went down, that gender won the offering. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot wrong with that. (laughs) And it's not even all theological. I mean, part of the problem is that the weight of American money has very little to do with the value of American money. I mean, a nickel is twice the size of a dime, but it's only worth half as much, and ten pennies weighs more than a hundred dollar bill. Now, Skeeter and I knew that firsthand, because that winter there had been a blizzard, and we decided that we were going to go out into the neighborhood and shovel snow to make a little bit of money. Now, I'm the last of five children, which means I did not own a new article of clothing until I was 27 years old. And the worst part about that was that my sisters were my two closest siblings. So I would say things to my mother like, I don't want to wear a girl's shirt. And she would say, there's no such thing as a girl's shirt. And I would be like, then how come my shirt sticks out right here? And I was born after the inventions of rubber and wool, but before the inventions of Thinsulate and Gore-Tex. So my winter boots were essentially thin rubber rain boots with metal clasps to tighten them, and they were one-size-fits-all, which means my oldest brother. So by the time they got to me, they had four siblings worth of holes worn through the soles and burned through the uppers. So to render them winterproof, What my mother would do is sit me down, put two wool socks on each foot, and then take space-age, state-of-the-art, Arctic-rated Wonder Bread bags. She would put two bags on each foot, work a rubber band up my calf, slap it shut, and within 15 minutes, my feet would be numb. And I didn't know if it was lack of circulation or frostbite, but either way... My mother sent us out, and of course, I was born in the 1970s, so, you know, she just let us go. There were no cell phones. They didn't know where they were. She was just like, goodbye, boys. Go. Knock on strangers' doors. If they invite you in, go. If they offer you food and drink, say please and thank you. See you when you get home. Or not. You're the last of five. We might not notice. And so, we set out, and this... 
immediately went from not just an exercise and occupation, but also sort of a sociology experiment, because we would knock on a door, and if the, if the woman of the house opened the door, we would say, can we shovel your driveway? And she would say, oh no, my husband is going to do that. And she would shut the door. And if the man of the house opened the door, we would say, can we shovel your driveway? And he would say, how much? And we would say, five bucks, and we would do it. So what we learned was, if the woman shut the door, that about 30 seconds later, the door would fly open. And there would be the man of the house saying, boys, 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 come back, come back. (laughs) So if the woman shut the door, we would just stand there. And about 30 seconds later, the door would open. And there would be the man of the house. But he wouldn't see us because we were this tall. And he was looking down the street. And when he couldn't locate us, we would learn a new word. (laughs) And then we would make sort of some sort of move and that would startle him and we would learn another new word. (laughs) So by the end of the day, Skeeter and I both probably had $25, $30 cash money in our pockets. And the last, last house we did was a little old lady. And when we were done, she invited us in and she gave us cookies and cocoa. And then she paid us each $5. But she paid us in pennies. And we each had to sit there and count out 500 pennies. And the only bag I had large enough to carry 500 pennies in was a Wonder Bread bag. And if you're wondering, about a third of a mile. And then the bag just exploded. But Skeeter had been smart enough to separate his pennies into two 250-penny piles and then double-bag them, so he made it home. All of that to say, Skeeter and I were well aware that the weight of American money had very little to do with the value of American money. So back to the Vacation Bible School. What Skeeter and I wanted to do most was to get in the baptismal. And I can't say why, except that we were seven, and it seemed like the right thing to do. So anytime that we had the opportunity to sneak away from class, or if the sanctuary was empty, we would go, and first we would just look in the baptismal. And then we'd be just about to get in, and the Baptist pastor would appear behind us. He was this wonderful, gruff character who had this brilliant attitude about himself. He really didn't care whether or not you agreed with him, because he knew that he was right, and that you would either someday come to see things his way, or you would go to hell. (laughs) And he was satisfied with either outcome. So... We would be just about to get into the baptismal, and we would hear his voice. He would be there, and he would say, boys, 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 I know you want to get in there, but, when, but that's not a toy. And when a man does things purely for his own enjoyment and not for the glory of God or the benefit of others, he will be stained and tainted forever. And we thought, you know what, that's good stuff. <laughs> it didn't make us not want to get in the baptismal. There was no denying it was good stuff. And that pastor hated the way we were doing the offering. But any pastor worth his or her salt knows that there's only so many battles you can win, right? And, and, and taking on the ladies who run the vacation Bible school is not a wise career move. So he wouldn't tell them to stop doing the offering that way. But by Thursday, he'd had it. He couldn't stand it anymore. And so when it came time for the devotional, he got up to give the devotional. And he didn't give a devotional. He gave a full-on sermon. He got up in the pulpit, and he started by telling us, and I'm going to preach at you for just a minute, but it's Sunday, so that's okay. He started 
by telling us the parable where Jesus is in the temple with the disciples and they're watching people give the offering and the rich guys are dumping in tons and tons of money and then a little old lady comes up and she puts in her two pennies and Jesus turns to the disciples and he says to the disciples, who gave the greatest offering? And one of the disciples says, one of the disciples says, what he says was, he gives one of those answers that makes me think that the reason Jesus chose those 12 guys is because he knew that they were morons. <laughs> and, and, and before you get self-righteous or offended, he knew that they were morons, and he could ask them stuff, and they would give the same sort of answers that you and I would give, and then he could answer the question without us ever having to ask it. So, Jesus says, who gave the greatest the greatest offering, and one of the disciples says, clearly, the rich guys, and Jesus says, no, no, the rich men gave from their abundance while the little old lady gave from her poverty. And the preacher quickly explained to us that what that meant was that if you have an abundance, that means more than you need. And when you give an offering, you're supposed to put yourself in a place where you become dependent upon God, and if you're giving from what you don't need, you're not becoming dependent upon God. But the little old lady gave out of her poverty, and so she had given everything she had, thus she became completely dependent on God, therefore she had given the greater offering. And I should just say right now, just on the behalf of all church treasurers out there, if you in the audience are giving from your abundance, don't quit. Okay, it's not doing you any good, but the rest of us are benefiting. So, the pastor told us that the rich men gave from their perfidy. Yeah, we didn't know what it meant either, but it seemed like a weird place to keep your money. And he motioned at the scale, and he told us that if we continued to give in this perfidious way, that the demons of hell would descend upon us, snatch our souls, and drag them to the sulfuric pits. And we were like, yeah! <laughs> right? Because we were Methodists. I mean, Methodists don't have demons of hell. You know, we have covered dish dinners. So we were like... So we were moved again by this pastor, but again, not in the direction that he intended, because it just caused Skeeter and I to remember the 1,000 pennies the little old lady had given us that winter, and we went home that night and we collected every penny in both of our houses, and we put them in an old wool hunting sock, and the next morning we walked to the vacation Bible school, and Skeeter kept those pennies behind his back, and when it was time to give the offering, we got against the wall, and Skeeter got last in line, and he kept the pennies behind his back, and as we moved forward, he kept them. Because you know that the, even the observation of an experiment can change the outcome of the experiment. <laughs> the same is certainly true for a prank at church. The observation of the prank can greatly change the consequences. So Skeeter kept the pennies behind his back, and when it was finally his turn, he did not gently introduce the pennies into the can. He held that sock with about eight pounds of pennies above the can, and he just dropped it. And when those pennies hit the blue can, that side of the scale dropped dramatically, causing the other side to rise precipitously. The blue can slammed into the ground, the scale stopped, but the pink can was still going. And when it got, 
to the end of the binder's twine. It just ripped the binder's twine, and everybody in the church watched it fly through the church, and it hit the ceiling. And when that can hit the ceiling, it didn't stop. It just punched a hole right in the ceiling, and we all stood there staring at that hole. And then the demons of hell started to pour forth thousands and thousands of bats just roiling. Roiling out of that hole, and everyone ran for their lives, clutching their souls. Everyone, except Skeeter and myself, we knew this was our moment. We went straight toward the baptismal. We put our hands on the side. We didn't stop to look. We just vaulted. And when we got just far enough that we could no longer halt our forward progression, we looked down to see that someone. Some unknown person had dyed the water red, and a little later, as we limped out of the church, dripping, and dyed pink, we heard the pastor's voice behind us saying, "Boys, boys, boys, when a man does things purely for his own enjoyment and not for the benefit of others or the glory of God, he will be stained, that others may know." Mr. Bill Lepp, right there, with some words of wisdom for us all. We hope that you learned a lesson right there, Bill Lepp. He'll be down in、uh, Madison, Georgia, on March 23rd and 24th at the Do Tell Story Fest. He comes to your neighborhood. Go see him. He's a lot of fun. I'd like to say a special hello to you if you're listening right now over WHQR, Wilmington, North Carolina, or WXPN, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Thank you so much for listening. We hope that you will be with us next week. I've got a kind of a down-home show next week. Some bluegrass from Daly and Vincent. Molly Tuttle is on the show. Western Centuries, Richie and Rosie, and the Sweetback Sisters. You're listening to Mount Stage Live Performance Radio from the Mountain State of West Virginia. Mountain Stage is supported in part by this station and by West Virginia Public Broadcasting. Hotel accommodations for Mountain Stage guests are provided by the Charleston Marriott Town Center Hotel, centrally located for the business and pleasure traveler in downtown Charleston's retail district. This is Mountain Stage on NPR.
Well, thank you. Welcome to the second hour of Mountain Stage. And if you're just tuning in, a very special welcome to you. I think you're going to be glad you did tune in. This is the first show of our 35th season, and we got a lot more great stuff still to come. During this hour, as a matter of fact, just a little while, John Oates and the Good Road Band will be out. We're going to open this hour with a man who, if you are familiar with bluegrass music, really needs no introduction. He's won 14 Grammy Awards, 16 IBMA Awards, played 25 years with Allison Krauss and her band, and before that he was with the Lonesome River Band, but he's done something new that is worth mentioning because his latest record is called Southern Gothic. He wrote and co-wrote all the songs on the record. He got a lot of really talented young Nashville writers and, a ta and also a talented producer to put together something that is really special. It's, it's almost like a theme album. It's really what it is. Please welcome back to the mountain stage, but for the first time like this, Tominsky. Tonight I'm breathing fire 
Oh my gosh, thank you very much. It is, <laughs> thank you very much. Very, very, uh, very cool to get to come back here and um, be back at Mountain Stage. You guys are great. Everyone has treated us so nice, and they always do. Um, we have some different music than, uh, than I brought here before, and I'm so excited to get to do this. Um, we have a new album. It's out on uh, Universal Mercury. It's called Southern Gothic. It is uh, quite different than everything I've done in that um, there's probably a lot more of my truth in this record mm, than maybe what I've done before. We're going to try a, uh, a song. It's the title song from this track. This is a, uh, it's one we're real happy about. We're calling it Southern Gothic. Blackbird on the old church steeple, Spanish moss hanging in the setting sun. Every house has got a Bible and a loaded gun. We got preachers and politicians. Around here it's kinda hard to tell which one is gonna do more talking with the crooked tongue. This town's got the good Lord shaking his head, looking down, thinking we ain't heard a word he said, a word he said. Baptized in Southern Gothic, in the garden of good and evil, the devil right here who would have thought it in a town full of God-fearing people, dogs and dead balls for the night. Nothing left to do but kneel and pray. We got a church on every corner, so why does heaven feel so far away? Far away. There must be something in the muddy water. Turns the whiskey about as sweet as sin. Every drunk in town can sing a brown bag hymn. Good fences make good neighbors. Good neighbors make good lovers too. When your man ain't home, any man will be. Smoking that brimstone, mama ain't stopping, popping that cotton. No happy ever after, waiting on the rapture now. Baptized in Southern Gothic, in the garden of good and evil. The devil right here, who would have thought it? In a town full of God-fearing people, dogs and dead folks are the night. Nothing left to do but kneel and pray. We got a church on every corner. So why does heaven feel so far away? Far away. Southern Gothic. Southern Gothic. Thank 
you so much. This is a, uh, we've got a, a whole bunch of new people up here. For me, some I've known for a while, most, not very long, but um, I've grown to love these guys a lot. We've spent, uh, oh God, hours together now working this stuff up. <clears throat> we'll start over here, our newest man. I can't say enough positive about this man. You've seen him before. You all know him. You've, uh, you've seen him a bunch of times. We'll tell you right now, his latest movie is due back at Redbox next week. Please make him welcome as Tony Ray. All right. Back here on the base, please make welcome Mr. Adam Beard. Back here on the drums, could not do this stuff without him. He is... Uh, He's a hoss. Please make welcome Danny Young. <laughs> Playing guitar, please make welcome becoming one of my favorite musicians, Juan Solizero, please. <laughs> See, I get to talk while I figure out what key this stuff is in. Over here playing the keyboards, please make welcome Micah Snow. So most of this record has uh, a lot of pretty dark stuff on I didn't realize I was such a dark person. I mean, I knew I played a lot of negative songs, but I didn't know I'd actually make them up, too. Like, that's just... So especially, especially for this record, we had to do, like, one positive song. This is probably as close as we'll ever get to a smile. So <laughs> let's try this one. This is one called Good For Your Soul. I'll wrap you up in sweet nostalgia I'll help you set the mood Hang magic in the air around you Just like the old songs do Ain't nothing to it Baby, that's the stuff That'll get you moving Damn sure enough As soon as the morning sun hits your eyes Hold you close when the lights down low. Oh, I'm 
together when we're far apart Say you want me with you, girl, wherever you go Cause I'm good for your soul, I'm good for your soul As soon as the morning sun hits your eye, remember my love, remember my love. When life hits you laughing, you're feeling so high. Let me be the drug, let me turn you up. As soon as the morning sun hits your eye, remember my love, remember my love. When life hits you laughing, you're feeling so high. Let me be the drug, let me turn you up. Let me hold you close when the light's down low. Oh, I'm good for your soul. I'm good for your soul. I'm good for your soul. get spooky It's a story of a ghost of a man who's torn apart Who's a bad dream in the day and a nightmare in the dark And if you start to fall, better be careful just how far but There's an echo of an empty soul in the hell of a haunted heart Petals, all they have are thorns. You see the scarecrow crying in a row of corn. You can hear the train rolling, rolling, rolling. There's nothing on those tracks. You can hear the wind blowing, blowing, when the full moon fades to black. It's a story of a ghost of a man who's torn apart. Who's a bad dream in the day and a nightmare in the dark. If you start to fall, better be careful just how far. But there's an echo of an empty soul in the hell of a haunted heart. Angel breaks his wings, the angel shows its horn. There's not one ray of sunshine every day, another storm. Smoke rings in the heavens, fire in the sky. Where I was born, but it's where I'm gonna die. 
story of a ghost of a man who's torn apart. Who's a bad dream in the day and a nightmare in the dark. And if you start to fall, better be careful just how far. There's an echo of an empty soul in the hell of a haunted hall. This haunted hall. This haunted heart. Oh, 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 you can hear the train rolling, rolling, rolling. There's nothing on those tracks. You can hear the wind blowing, blowing when the full moon fades to black. It's the story of a ghost of a man who's torn apart. Who's a bad dream in the day and a nightmare in the dark. And if you start to fall, better be careful just how far. There's an echo of an empty soul in the hell. Petals, all they have are thorns. You see the scarecrow crying in a row of corn. You can hear the train rolling, rolling, rolling. There's nothing on those tracks. You can hear the wind blowing, blowing, and the full moon fades to black. It's a story of a ghost of a man who's torn apart. Who's a bad dream in the day and a nightmare in the dark. If you start to fall, better be careful just how far. There's an echo of an empty soul in the hell of a haunted hall. And he breaks his wings, the angel shows its horn. There's not one ray of sunshine every day, another storm. Smoke rings in the heavens, fire in the sky. Where I was born, but it's where I'm gonna die. Story of a ghost of a man who's torn apart, who's a bad dream in the day and a nightmare in the dark. And if you start to fall, better be careful just how far. There's an echo of an empty soul. This haunted heart. If you ever uh, get a chance to go this through this album, you'll hear. Um, a lot of references, a lot of spiritual references, a lot of, I mean, I tried very hard not to uh, be preachy. I didn't want to tell anybody what to do. I didn't want to tell anyone not to do, but I did want to uh, hold a mirror up to a lot of what I see in, uh, in society, in the world. And I think this, uh, 
I think this next one covers a, a whole bunch of that. It's called The Devil is Downtown. The voice of an angel The face of a friend If you're running from trouble Well, he'll take you in He'll hear your confession with a promise of grace The devil is downtown It's a hell of a place Anything you can ask for Whatever you need It's there for the taking But nothing is free Lights and the music, the smell and the taste. The devil is downtown. It's a hell of a place. And if you're searching, if you're looking for a change, go where you can see the stars. And they don't seem so far away. But if you're and you need to kill the pain The devil is downtown mm -hmm. The devil is downtown The heart never heals After it breaks just learns how to deep and live with the pain. And it's gonna happen, make no mistake. The devil is downtown, it's a hell of a place. And if you're searching, if you're looking for a change, go where you Stars, they don't seem so far away. But if you're hurting and you need to kill the pain, the devil is downtown. face of a friend the devil is downtown and he'll take you
We'll do something off track here. We'll let Tony. We'll free Tony up to play some banjo. I'm going to play you. Uh, I got time to, uh, to do one more song for you folks. I'm going to go back and do something from uh, Allison and Union Station. You. <laughs> Hey, you're clapping now. You might not like it when we're done. It's going to be a little different. You don't know. But it's very, <laughs> but it's very important this one's in tune. On behalf of uh, all of us here with Tomiski, we want to thank you. We're going to say goodnight with this one.
Thank you so much. Kaminsky, led by Dan Kaminsky, and a heck of a good band right there. And once again, that new recording is called Southern Gothic on Mercury Nashville, and it is one, one strong record, obviously a little different than what Dan has done in the past, but this one is worth listening to again and again. It's a lot of strong material there, and it's uh, extremely well produced. Tominsky right there. It's time now for our great piano player, Bob Thompson, to do a song, and he has chosen a song by a man who was on the mountain stage a few times, Alan Toussaint. It's called Southern Nights. Say hello to Bob Thompson.
Bob Thompson, you can get his music at Colortones.com. Doing a little Alan Toussaint, Southern Nights. You're listening to Mountain Stage, live performance radio from the Mountain State of West Virginia. Major funding for Mountain Stage is provided by Bailey and Glasser, LLP, a nationwide law firm born in West Virginia with offices in Charleston, Philadelphia, St. Louis, Morgantown, D.C., Boston, Alabama, and Delaware. Details at baileyglasser.com. And by Wild Wonderful West Virginia. Whether you're looking for extreme outdoor adventure, family fun, or an intimate getaway for two, there is something for everyone in the Mountain State. Travel planning and trip ideas are available. Visit go2wv.com. Additional support is provided by the Charleston, West Virginia Convention and Visitors Bureau, showing the world why Charleston is hip, historic, and almost heaven. Your adventure starts online at charlestonwv.com. This is Mountain Stage on NPR. Remember, if you missed part of this Mountain Stage show or you just want to hear something again, you can always visit the podcast section of mountainstage.org. Each podcast will include songs we don't have time to fit on the radio, as well as a complete finale song. If you do us a favor, take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes or wherever it is you get your podcasts. Mountain Stage is excited to be part of Slingshot a new collaboration with taste-making public radio music discovery stations and NPR Music to discover and elevate promising up-and-coming artists. You can find out more about Slingshot Artists at npr.org slingshot. Support for Slingshot comes from Spire Studio by Isotope. Learn more at spire.live. We're going to end this first show of the year in a proper way with a man that uh, everybody knows. Mr. John Oates, of course, is part of Hall & Oates and the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, most successful pop rock duo in history. But what you may not know is that uh, as John was growing up in Philadelphia, he got into folk music, got into roots music, into blues music. The fellow who taught him guitar uh, was very well acquainted with Mississippi John Hurt and Sun House and folks like that. So he was steeped in that music when he got together uh, at Temple University with uh, Daryl Hall. And he's come back to it uh, in 1999. He began to make his own solo albums again. And his latest one is just out 
and it's quite a good one. It's called Arkansas on 30 Tigers. It features some original tunes as well as some traditional tunes and a very interesting mix of music. It's uh, several different styles. And he was with us once before, and we found out that uh, not only is he a great star, but he's a great guy, great guy to have around, and we're happy to welcome him back. Please welcome back John Oates and the Good Road Band. Thank you so much. It's great to be back here on Mountain Stage, for sure. Well, I think uh, he kind of told you the story, so I think we'll start out with a, uh, a big pop hit from about 
Thanks very much. Well, this is the Good Road Band, and uh, believe it or not, this is the first night on our tour, right here, Mountain Stage. Couldn't think of a better place to start. We got Guthrie Trap on the electric guitar. Steve Mackey on the bass. Josh Day on the drums. The new album's called Arkansas, and the uh, song was inspired by a trip I made to a little place called Wilson, Arkansas, about uh, 30 miles northwest of Memphis. And uh, standing one night in the moonlight in the cotton fields and the Mississippi River flowing down there, and uh, something about it just uh, kind of made me want to write a song. The song's called Arkansas. Here we go. Great River Road in a broke down farmhouse hanging on a broke down porch, looking over miles and miles and miles. Walking along, never silhouetted by a crescent moon when the sun starts rising. For the clock strikes noon Don't you know the days and nights Dreams drift slowly by Another delta dawn Brings hope worth waiting on Well, the old man river flow the snow white cotton fields of Arkansas, yeah. There's a long black train running on the southbound track. Hear that distant whistle blowing when it calls you back to that hard hit heartland. The long bird is yours.
This, uh, a lot of this album was inspired by Mississippi John Hurt. I got a chance to spend some time with him in the 60s and uh, watch him play firsthand. And um, after this album was finished, uh, believe it or not, I ended up buying the guitar that he played at Newport Folk Festival in 1964, which was pretty amazing because I actually played that same guitar in 1971 and 72 on the first two Hall & Oates albums. So somehow it came back to me, which is a beautiful thing, and I'm uh, really happy about it. Uh, so speaking of Mississippi John Hurt, how about we do one, uh, this is one that uh, is one of his classics, uh, Stack Only. here we go. Oh, police officer now, how can that be? Everybody but you afraid of Staggerly He's a bad man Cruel old Staggerly Billy DeLine told Staggerly Now please don't take my life I got three children and a darling lovely wife You a bad man Cruel old Staggerly I don't care about your children I don't care about your wife Stole my steps and hat now. I'm gonna take a lie. I'm a bad man. Up on the gallows, Staggerly did fuss and cuss 
bloodshed boys better hang him now before he kills the rest of us. He's a bad man, cruel old Staggerly. He's a bad man, cruel old Staggerly. So this album, uh, even though it started out as a tribute to Mississippi John Hurt in so many ways, and there's a lot of uh, John Hurt songs on the, on the record, I started realizing that it be started becoming a bit of a snapshot of uh, some popular music that was happening in the late 1920s and early 1930s when, when John Hurt was first recording. And um, so I started looking at some of the songs that might have been contemporary with him at the time. And um, this is one, it's... Uh, in fact, I actually found out that John Hurt was a huge fan of Jimmy Rogers. So this is a great Jimmy Rogers classic, Miss the Mississippi and You. I'm growing tired of the big city lights Tired of the glamour and tired of the sight and in my dreams I've been roaming once more Far from my home on The old river shore I'm so sad and weary Far away the Mississippi and you mm -hmm. Days are dark and dreary seems to cheer me under heaven's dome I miss the Mississippi and you Mockingbirds are singing 
cabin door I miss the Mississippi and you so much. All right. I want to switch it up a little bit. I'm going to grab this uh, electric guitar and see what happens. Guthrie only lets me play this on one song, so I'm like, I got to make the most of it. We having fun? It's been a great show tonight. Some really great artists. Here. It's another, uh, another John Hurt uh, tune. It's uh, one I'm sure you'll know. It's um, one of, uh, one of, a song that's been recorded by a million people a million times. And uh, Make Me a Pallet on Your Floor was the beginning of this tune. And in the middle of the process, I just thought, wouldn't it be cool if I got to uh, collaborate with John Hurt? Now, I knew that wasn't going to be possible. So I just hoped for the best and wrote a chorus around something that he did uh, about 60, 70 years ago. Don't 
Make me down the valley Down so soft and low Lay me down Howling on your
Got time for one more? I don't know what you said, but I'm going to play an 80s song anyway, so I'm sure you'll be happy. I have no idea what that means, but why not, right? You've been sitting out there all night going, when's this guy going to play one of those 80s songs? Sorry. I'm just having fun. This is the first night, you know? What a way to kick off a tour, right? So let's go back. Let's go back in time to the early 80s and uh, just came back from a trip uh, to Jamaica. Had the reggae thing kind of in my head, among other things. And... um, Anyway... Uh, went, uh, dove back into Greenwich Village in New York City where, uh, you know, it was, the, it was kind of the epicenter of that 80s crazy Wolf of Wall Street, greed is good, you know, that kind of thing. And uh, started, uh, kind of got inspired by a gal who was incredibly gorgeous and had the filthiest mouth on any human being I'd ever heard. So um, that's where it started, but it ended up being a song about New York City. And when I wrote the or- original chorus, I wrote it with a reggae feel and got together with Daryl Hall and uh, he... Didn't like it. So, um, in his infinite wisdom, uh, he said, let's do a Motown thing, and I'm glad I listened to him because it was a big hit. But tonight, I'm going to play a reggae version of that song. So.
if I were you Well, I know what she can do She's deadly man, but she can really rip your world apart Mind open matter The beauty is there, but the beast is in the heart Watch out, boy, I'm gonna chew you up Oh, here she comes She's a man as hell Oh, here she comes Watch out, boy, I'm gonna chew you up Oh, here she comes She's a man eater, she's a man And the Good Road Band right there. That new one is just out. It's called Arkansas. You heard the title song to that. A lot of great music on that record. Mr. John Oates and a fine band, including Steve Mackey on the bass, who's from West Virginia. So John brought along a West Virginia boy, too. Our thanks to John Oates and our thanks to Tominsky and to Lily Hyatt and to Danny Barnes, and to Mr. Bill Lepp. And our thanks, of course, to all of you folks here at the Creative Arts Center on the campus of West Virginia University in Morgantown for coming out and being with us in person. And special thanks to you there listening on the radio. We're starting our 35th year. We wouldn't have been here one year unless you tuned in. And we hope that you'll do the same thing next week when our guests will be Daly and Vincent, Molly Tuttle, Western Centuries, Richie and Rosie, and the Sweetback Sisters. 
Mount Sage is produced by Larry Gross and Adam Harris. Associate producers are Jeff Shirley and Vasilea Skouras. Production managers Paul Flaherty were engineered by Francis Fisher, Richie Collins, Jim Raines, and Patrick Stevens. The production assistants from Michael Lipton, Joey Ansel, Mary Lee, Lance Schrader, Chris Mead, and Woogie. Photographic services are provided by Brian Blauser. Promotion is coordinated by Michael Lipton, Adam Harris, and Music in Motion Promotions. Special thanks to Mountain Stage members Walter and Sean Williams for their generous support. Lodging is provided by the Marriott Town Center Hotel, centrally located for the business and pleasure traveler in downtown Charleston. Why don't you go out and hear some live music wherever you are, just as soon as you can. You've been listening to Mountain Stage, live performance radio from the Mountain State of West Virginia. Going to end it up now with a song by the great West Virginia songwriter Hazel Dickens. I think you'll get what this one's about. I got the early Monday morning working blue. I put on my ragged, worn out working shoes. Well, the weekend was too short, but I can't choose. When the Lord made the working girl, he made the blues. But I'm tired of working my life away And giving somebody else all of my pay Well, they get rich on the profits that I lose
Danny played the chorus on that banjo. Lose a little bit of me 